Hello, and welcome to Connect, Collaborate, Champion, the podcast of the New American Colleges and Universities. I'm your host, Sean Creighton. In my current role as NACU president, I have the honor of working with an amazing group of independent colleges and universities. I'm a huge admirer of their approach to teaching and learning. They provide an integrated, liberal, professional, and civic education. As a result, the NACU campuses graduate extraordinary professionals for a global workforce and society. Also, their campuses are beautiful. About our podcast, we will focus on topics related to higher education. We will bring in guests that wrestle with current and future challenges. They'll include college presidents, provosts, professors, researchers, authors, disruptors, reporters, strategists, and maybe even a futurist or two. They'll help us expand our window into the world of higher ed. Thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. On today's episode, we will explore the topic, the new leadership imperative, tech literacy. And we have as our guest, Dr. Scott Allen, the Reed Chair at the Bowler College of Business at John Carroll University. Dr. Scott, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. I already mentioned to our listeners that you teach at the Bowler College of Business at John Carroll University. And by the way, I know we can't see each other, but I, I do have my John Carroll <laughs> University t-shirt on today, for, for the record. Go Blue Streaks, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but, you know, why don't you take a minute and just tell us a little bit more about you know John Carroll and, and expand on your, what your role is at JCU. Sure, sure. So, so I teach in the Bowler College of Business. I teach uh, primarily courses in leadership and management skills, and I've been on campus since about 2006. So I'm an associate professor and have absolutely loved my time at John Carroll University. It's an institution of about 3,000 undergraduates, and so rarely do I have a class larger than 30, and it just really affords me an opportunity to get to know my students, build relationships, and and that's probably the part that I love the most about Carroll. Right. Thank you for sharing that. And I guess full disclosure, John Carroll University is a member of the New American College of Universities. So I'm certainly are. Yeah, a big fan of, of JCU and your campus. Um, you know, Scott, I wanted to add that in addition to what you do, you know, you're a very busy person. You uh, see so you have 50 publications, including books, book chapters, peer-reviewed journals. You co-founded the Collegiate Leadership Competition. Can you briefly describe this initiative for us before we get deeper into our topic? Sure, sure. So, so the Collegiate Leadership Competition, or CLC, was really founded to create a practice field for leadership development. So too often the leadership development that we do do occurs in classrooms and we sit around and talk about it. And that's kind of like trying to create a world-class chef by sitting in a classroom and talking about it. So what we're trying to do is create a practice field. And why do people practice? Well, they practice to compete or to perform. And so CLC was founded to kind of provide a space for us to really, truly practice leadership. So schools and universities put together a team of six students, and they have a coach, and they practice a curriculum for about three months, and then uh, we have five regional competitions around North America, United States and Canada. We've really, really done some cool exploration on how we develop leaders, and we're doing some longitudinal research and, and really getting some interesting results. It's been a, a fun project to work on. Let's focus now. You know, Today's show, 
the new leadership imperative, tech literacy. I know you've been thinking about this, you've been writing about this subject, and let's begin by you walking us through, you know, what is tech literacy? What's that mean? You know, in, in recent years, I, I kind of started to become enamored with this whole topic of technologies enabling disruption. And as I speak with students and as I speak with business leaders, you know, I think there's a, there's a perception that today's college student are what some would call digital natives. They know everything tech. But what's been fascinating is, you know, as I've really explored this topic, there really is, at least at the institution I'm at, not as much understanding about how some of these technologies like artificial intelligence or additive manufacturing, 3D printing, or blockchain, how those truly are going to transform business. And so it's really an attempt on my part to help our students look forward, help them look into the future, and kind of go into their careers eyes wide open. And Mm so for me, tech literacy is really kind of in the context of general business education, uh, tech literacy is basically a general understanding of the function, benefits, limitations, the ethical considerations, maybe strategic value of various technologies that are enabling disruption. So that as our students begin their career, they can walk in knowing how these are being applied and kind of orient their career in a certain way so they stay on the cutting edge. And I just finished a paper. It's called On the Cutting Edge of the Chopping Block. How do we ensure that our students kind of remain on that cutting edge of where business is headed? You know, we'll get that that paper out to people. Uh, We'll get the information on how they can find out more about it so they can can read about it and the work that you're doing. Yeah, you really, when I think about um, Gen Gen Z, and, and you're right, they're growing up in this, they are digital natives. And yet, Growing up with this technology really sounds like it, they don't fully understand is what kind of you're getting at. And I guess why don't you talk a little bit more about the uh, how do you foster that, that literacy in your students? So, you know, for the last couple years, I've taught an elective in our College of Business. It's, uh, I'm calling it the future of work. And essentially, it, it's been a lot of fun, Sean. It's been really, really a cool experience because each week I'm learning so much as well. So, for instance... Last week, we were at Goodyear, and the conversation, the topic of conversation was uh, autonomous vehicles. So what's what's kind of the latest on that topic? And we were with uh, an individual who's in competitive intelligence at Goodyear, uh, Jose Rivera, and he helped me and our class really walk through the different levels of automation and kind of where he thinks things are headed as far as the industry. And so each week we are with a different organization and we have a different topic that we kind of focus on. So two weeks ago we were with an expert in virtual reality and augmented reality and kind of where all of that is headed from a business perspective. And what's fascinating is whether it's blockchain technology or artificial intelligence or additive manufacturing, sensor technology, uh, these technologies are shifting business rapidly, really, really, really fast. And so, you know, myself included, we walk out of these two-and-a-half-hour discussions with these experts really with kind of our minds blown. And again, we don't, at John Carroll University, we aren't a technological institution. We aren't an an institution that is going to have our students building the sensor technology. But do our students understand that? Do they have an awareness of it? And I 
again? Are they kind of seeing the, their business through that lens? And, and I think if they're doing so, that can be an advantage. And it, and it can be an advantage for leaders and organizations as well. So when you were talking about visiting these companies and learning from them, uh, you're talking about working with your, your current business students? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So these are the, this course that I just mentioned is a graduate elective. So in, in, college, in our College of Business, I think we do a great job of looking kind of at the past and providing students with foundational information around business. We do a pretty good job of looking at the current state, and then we do very, very little about the future. So I think this course, this elective, is really it's designed to help our students look ahead. So some of what we discuss is theoretical, it's conceptual. We don't necessarily know what blockchain, how that, that technology will shift business or artificial intelligence. But in all reality, it kind of already is. We just don't know to what degree. And so we're exploring. Each week, we're kind of exploring the future, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's really, really been a cool experience. Yeah, it must be a lot of fun for your students to be a part of this. I guess uh, I'm interested, you know, beyond the business school classrooms and how important is this to kind of permeate across this tech literacy, permeate across majors, across classrooms uh, on today's college campus? How I see this topic is that it is multidisciplinary. And so, you know, for instance, last year we were with the Cleveland Clinic and we were talking about cancer and how doctors and physicians are using some of the latest technologies to cure, in some cases, cancer. And so when you get into that conversation, you get into nanomedicine and you get into nanotechnology, and then they're using machine learning technology to help them kind of set a course for how to approach a challenge. And, and so whether it's biology, chemistry, whether it's political science, you know, using blockchain uh, as a way to facilitate voting. I mean, it's a conversation that's happening. I honestly believe that this topic can touch all components of the liberal arts in some way, shape, or form. Ethics, ethical challenges are embedded in every one of these conversations. So you get into a really funky conversation about life extension or artificial intelligence or sensor technology and ethics can be at the core of that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun because you can attack each one of these conversations from so many different angles. My personal opinion is I, I, I can't think of a topic that is immune. And I'll give you a quick example. So an English department could have a really fun conversation about Grammarly. And millions of people are using Grammarly right now to help improve their writing. So artificial intelligence being used to facilitate writing. Kind of fascinating and relevant, even for an English department. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? It is really cool, and I appreciate yeah. you taking the time to kind of show how it could be utilized in other disciplines. Uh, you know, let's pivot for a moment to kind of the new leadership imperative. You know, why is tech literacy important uh, to our campuses and, and actually to, not beyond our students, to our academic and administrative leaders? Uh, you know, 
How can they become more tech literate and why is it important for them to become tech literate? So if I think about our business community, I think, you know, as I was having conversations in the classroom and kind of understanding that maybe our students didn't understand some of these disruptive technologies, I was having similar conversations through some of the consulting work that I do in organizations. And, and at least what I've found is there's a lack of certainty in some of the organizations with which I work about some of these technologies. And so for me, if I'm a CEO and part of my job is establishing strategy, I have to have an awareness of how these technologies are being used, how they're being deployed, what's happening kind of on the margins of my industry. And so, for instance, if I'm in banking right now, uh, what is big tech doing that I have to have on my radar? Because if I'm, if I'm conducting strategy, if I'm setting the course for my organization, I have to have some level of awareness about these different technologies. So for me, that's why, that's why it's, a, it's a leadership imperative, that leaders have to have an awareness so that they can conduct strategy in a really skilled manner. And so I think the same thing is, in, is, is the case in higher education. You know, there's been several developments in higher education that are kind of shifting the landscape in recent years. And as many of these technologies converge, so whether that's artificial intelligence and cloud computing and sensor technology, as these different technologies begin to converge, 5G technology, different business models, different business opportunities kind of open up. And our leaders in higher education, I believe, aren't immune. They have to have an awareness of these technologies as well so that they can set strategy for their own institutions. And I think, you know, Clayton Christensen uh, suggested that, you know, by his estimation, uh, 50% of of institutions of higher education are, are at risk. Now, we could kind of argue whether or not that's true, and I think we'll find out if that's true in the future. But what are we doing as leaders in our industry to make sure that we are on the cutting edge of where things are headed versus uh, the chopping block, so to speak. I'll give you one quick example. I was speaking a couple years ago in Radford, Virginia, and it was interesting. I was having coffee in Christiansburg, which is right next to Radford, and the barista was kind of talking, and I was listening to their conversation, and she said, well, you know, I used to go to Radford, but now I go to Arizona State. And... She was attending Arizona State for free through Starbucks. So that's a student that Radford potentially lost because of this technology, because of the organization that she worked for. And so I think we have to have some of these things on our radar if we're going to thrive moving into the future. I mean, would, would you, I mean what are you seeing? Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. As I listen to you here, you know, it's just reinforcing for me, that in order to truly respond to the disruption that we're seeing that's taking place, not only in higher education but across many industries, we need to better understand it. Um, and, and so I'm really trying to get at, yeah, how does higher education, how does higher leadership, how do we better understand it? And I think you make a very compelling argument for why we need to understand it. Now, if we move to um, how, because a lot of the leaders and academics are, they're out of the classroom, they're, in, they're teaching in the classroom, but, you know, they, 
they're not going to school and they're not learning about this, what are some professional development places they can turn to to educate themselves and become more tech literate? Sure, sure. And that's a great question. I started really becoming passionate about this topic when I came across a study. It was at at the University of Oxford a few years ago that suggested that up to 47% of jobs were at risk of automation within the next 20 years. And at the time, I think that was, you know, the time horizon of about 2040, 2045. So if we have 47% of jobs at risk of automation, uh, we have... And, and, and the White House has some numbers, the Federal Reserve has some numbers, the, the consulting companies, Deloitte and McKinsey. Everyone has different numbers of what they think the horizon will be. No one's arguing the fact that roles are going to be automated. And so I think it's imperative that each one of us are putting ourselves in situations to learn. And so at least one great resource that I've come across is the MIT Technology Review, Uh, They have some wonderful weekly blogs and weekly newsletters that really will keep you kind of on the cutting edge or keep listeners on the cutting edge of where things are headed. And more often than not, they can apply directly back to a topic on a college campus. For me, it's about kind of immersing myself in some of those conferences, MIT's conferences. They have a great conference called MTech Digital which I've attended, but then I also kind of on a weekly basis am really immersing myself in some of these newsletters. There's an organization called ARK Invest, but I think for me the first step is just starting to learn and, and, and putting ourselves in, up in situations. And, and what I've tried to do at John Carroll through this Future of Work course is become somewhat of a hub for that conversation. So if we can be the hub for that conversation then in the process, I'm learning, maybe our faculty is learning, our alumni are learning, our current students are learning, and that, for me, is the first step, is just kind of jumping into that unknown and being vulnerable and being willing to explore this space and then see how these things connect to what we're trying to do. I think it can be really daunting. It can be scary. And, and again, I'm not into the technology underneath how the sensor works. I'm simply interested in, oh, interesting. It's suggested that 400 people were fired at Amazon because of an algorithm. That's kind of interesting. That's sensor technology. Low productivity was was kind of, at least according to one article, the reasoning behind that. Now, I don't know the details of this. I don't know exactly what happened. But the fact that that's a conversation, it directly applies to my human resources com- conversations in the classroom. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing the resources that are out there already. And I would imagine going forward, we'll see a lot more coming on board so we can access these and, and share them with our members uh, at the New American Colleges and Universities and with our faculty and students. You know, Scott, I've really enjoyed listening to you today, and thanks for sharing your insight. I, you know, as we begin to wrap up here, more generic questions. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I would just love listeners to reflect on, it, within the landscape of higher education, I think we do a great job of looking to the past. And I think some of our resources, whether it's our journals or our textbooks, case studies, they kind of keep us rooted in the past. And in some cases, we do a really good job of kind of the present. 
my hypothesis, my hunch is that we don't do enough uh, to really, really explore and, and discuss what's coming. And I think that's a really valuable conversation because by, by many estimates, what's coming is somewhat of a tsunami. It's coming relatively quickly. And I don't mean to sound alarmist in any way, but I think we have to have eyes wide open as we look to the future in every one of our disciplines so that we stay on that cutting edge, right? I think it was Drucker who said something to the effect of, you know, the, the greatest way to predict the future is to create it. So within higher education, are we, cre- are we staying on that cutting edge and are we creating the future or are we going to get swept up by what's to come? And I think that, for me, is the really fun and interesting puzzle. And I think every leader listening to this conversation, uh, that's something they have to have on their radar if, if we are to stay relevant. Great point. And and uh, does kind of bring us back to that, you know, if we can, if we are going to create the future, we, we need to understand what we're going through um, yes. to be in a better position <laughs> to navigate, <Yes>. navigate <laughs> this disruption. So... Uh, Thanks again for being our guest today, and uh, you know I wish you all the best, and I want to continue this conversation. So we will we'll certainly follow up with you and see where that takes us next, and hopefully we'll awesome. have, have you back in the future, Scott. Well, thanks for the good work that you do, Sean, and I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you today. Thanks for being here for Connect, Collaborate, Champion, the podcast of the New American Colleges and Universities. This podcast is made possible thanks to our partner, public radio station 91.3 WYSO in Yale Springs, Ohio. Thank you, YSO. The New American Colleges and Universities connects our campuses to collaborate in the delivery of innovative ideas and to champion the belief that a comprehensive, liberal, professional, and civic education is essential to the future of our world. To learn more about our amazing campuses, visit nacu.edu, N-A-C-U dot E-D-U. See you soon.